The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Now in the Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour with Josh Dunn and Anshu Khanna. You are now in the Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour. I am Josh Dunn, joined as always by Anshu Khanna. Anshu, we have got the NFL's divisional round. Uh, big time playoff weekend here coming up, and especially big for you. But uh, how are you feeling ahead of your big Green Bay Packers matchup, the one that's going to round out this weekend? Um, I'm excited. Uh, the way it broke down ended up favoring the Packers quite a bit, I think. And, uh, you know, we talked about the Saints being obviously the most dangerous team in that round and probably the most dangerous team in the NFC in general to, you know, threaten the number one seeded Niners. And so, you know, to have them out of the playoffs, I think, opens the door for really any of these four teams now. I mean, last week we said maybe the Vikings seem like a stretch, but it feels to me like any of these four teams could get hot, win two games in a row and be in the Super Bowl. Agreed. And we'll get to each and every game coming up and we'll kind of talk about what happened last week as we do so. All the lines we're looking at are on BovadaSportsBook.com. We're going to segue that into some futures on that site as well. Uh, So if you guys haven't been there, check it out. Uh, But we are also going to touch on the uh, college football championship that we we broke it down a little bit uh, this past week's show. But uh, want to obviously, as it gets closer, talk a little bit about that as well as we record here early in the week. So Anshu, without further ado, why don't we get down to it? We'll start with that other NFC game that's going to bookend the weekend with your Packers. That's the Vikings at the Niners. Vikings with the surprise victory over those Saints that you talked about on the road. Uh, obviously, Dalvin Cook looking healthy in that game, but they still go into San Francisco as seven-point underdogs. Can Cinderella, can that shoe fit twice? Oh, I like it. Nice metaphor. I think that it's definitely possible. I, I you know, we talked about the Vikings being just, uh, you know, on the same par as anyone else talent wise it's just a matter of putting it all together and it felt like their offense you know it wasn't a perfect perfectly clean game but to get that done on the road in the superdome i thought was incredibly impressive it was easily you know the signature game of kirk cousins young career or not young career i guess his career in general at this point and uh I mean, why not? Why can't they go on the road and do it again? I, I do feel like maybe we have a little bit of a bias towards the teams we just saw win. But, you know, I, I mean, with Dalvin Cook, as you've alluded to many times this season, like they're such a different team. And I like the Vikings to cover. I think this is like a field goal game in either direction. What are your what are your thoughts? I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners, uh, you know, win this one by 10 or so, but I kind of agree. I think that the Vikings, you know, especially with Kirk Cousins playing at a high level, which he did last week, we talked about him being relatively consistent and being able to manage a game, but I think he did even slightly more than that against a very difficult uh, team to play at their home stadium in New Orleans. So I, I think the Vikings, you know, with Dalvin Cook being healthy, with Stephon Diggs and, and Kirk Cousins playing at a high level, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, has kind of come back uh, and, and had a great season as well when he's gotten the ball and when he's gotten opportunities. Obviously, there's going to be people who say that maybe there was an OPI on that touchdown. But uh, regardless, you know, it could have gone either way and they end up winning that game. Uh, Bovada's also got the over under at 45 here. 
uh, which would suggest with two pretty tough defenses that we're going to see some points in this game. Uh, and I, I agree with that as well. I think both of these teams, even though they both do have relatively good defenses, Minnesota has been pretty inconsistent on that side of the ball. I wouldn't be surprised to see this game in that, you know, 31-27, 31-24 range. Uh, and I agree with you. I think Minnesota has a really good chance to cover here. I'm not ballsy enough to pick them to win it outright like we were with the Titans last week on you. But <laughs> I really do think the Vikings are going to keep this one close. And I'm not going to be blown away if they pull off another upset on the road. I I wouldn't be either. I think this game is much closer. Than, I bet if the, we had a look ahead line, like if this was in the wild card weekend, um, it'd probably be Vikings plus like 10. And so I think that they've made a lasting impact as they should going on the road to the Saints. But, you know, you brought up the over under the total. And I mean, if you look at the Niners last few games, they won 26-21 at Seattle, 34-31 against the Rams, 29-22 against the Falcons and 48-46 against the Saints. Those all all those are over hits, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, that's all 47-51, you know, a bunch of points and the way the Vikings offense is playing right now, I mean, why can't they go on the road and put up a bunch of points? I know the Niners had a week off and they needed that with their health, but I just kind of feel like, you know, they're going to be able to get stuff done. My only concern with that over hitting is, you know, can they give, can that offensive line for the Vikings block up this awesome front for the Niners? And I'm not quite sure if that's the case. And can Jimmy Garoppolo victimize a, you know, a very volatile um, Viking secondary that's going to be without Mackenzie Alexander. So, I mean, I think that it's, there's definitely the possibility of points and in both ways, but there's also the possibility of defenses dominating. I think that either way, it's going to be a really fun game. And uh, I'm glad we're getting it because I, I really think that Vikings deserve to be here at this point. Yeah, you bring up a lot of good points. And I know we talked about this quite a bit during the season. You know, Garoppolo, is he is he as good as... You know, people thought he could be coming out of New England and, you know, now it's the playoffs. Obviously, during the regular season, there were some ups and downs and, and you know, they started out really hot and then they, they faced some adversity and they, they seem to do a good job in overcoming some of that adversity. Uh, now we're going to see if Jimmy Garoppolo is capable of winning a big game in the playoffs under, you know, the lights at his home. Well, I guess not under the lights. This is a day game, but at his home field yeah. uh, in San Francisco. So a big game for Jimmy Garoppolo as we kind of see what he's made of uh, and a big favorite in this one. So uh, really looking forward to that game. Really looking forward to this next one too, Anchi. You kind of alluded to the Titans, you know, as both of us picked the Titans to cover and, and you know, obviously we had uh, kind of thought that they had a good chance of winning that game, even in New England. They end up doing so, and they really controlled it for the most part. But you said that this team poses somewhat of a threat compared to what the other outcomes could have been for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Bavada doesn't see it that way. They've got nine points uh, to Baltimore at home. But uh, uh, Tennessee, I mean, it's going to be difficult to stop Derrick Henry. This guy looked like a man possessed. Uh, Ryan Tannehill struggled to get things going at times, but they did enough to win and played great defense against that Patriots offense. A big number here again at 47 on Bovada, but how do you th see this one going on to you? I think that, yeah, like I, I definitely think they're a dangerous team if they get you know, things going. Obviously, last week was not Ryan Tannehill's best game, but just enough to to win, as you pointed out. And I mean, you, I, I give you the credit here on calling the straight up ballsy move. I, I just rode your coattails there. I think that the Titans are uh, they're a runaway train in some ways, but also, you know, they they they've done just enough in terms of you know negatives. I would say where you're a little bit concerned here and there. I mean, they lost, you know, two of their last. They lost their last two games and snuck backdoored into the playoffs. That being said. You know, Mark Ingram is very iffy for this game. He didn't practice. Today's Wednesday. Their game is Saturday. I, I mean, 
that would scare me um, in terms of the line. I actually love the Titans to cover this spread. Uh, I think that they are going to keep this thing somewhat interesting. I think that the Ravens are going to be a little bit rusty. I, I expect that because, you know, they didn't play week 17. They obviously didn't play last week. In the meantime, the Titans have just been playing a murderer's row of opponents. You get, you know, at Houston, the Saints, the Texans before that, at Oakland before that, who had to make the playoffs, at the Colts before that, who were in the playoff running. I mean, they've basically been playing playoff games for the better part of, you know, five or six weeks where the Ravens have basically been on cruise control for a while now. And I, I just, I think that the Titans are going to be sharper, especially in the first half. I'd be looking at first quarter, first half lines. And um, I, you know, I, I think especially if Mark Ingram's out, it's going to be a different complexion of a Ravens team than we're used to seeing. Yeah. Mark Ingram's a big difference. Uh, if he, if he's even a little bit banged up and obviously Derrick Henry's fought his way back from some injuries late in the season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I mean, he looks I think he looked as healthy as you're going to have a oh, running man. back at this point in the season yeah. against the Patriots. I mean, it was every single carry. He was just chunk getting chunks and chunks of yards. I mean, it, they, they couldn't stop him. And really, you look at the last you know half of the season going into these playoffs, that was pretty much every single game. I mean, Derrick Henry really, he won that rushing title with his performances down the stretch. And he's the type of guy, you get him a bunch of carries, he's going to get better as the game goes on and wear that defense down. And to that to that end, I mean, I, I really think nine points is too much. I, I agree. I love the, the the line here. I might even tease that down to seven, seven and a half and parlay it with something else. I don't necessarily think the Titans are going to find that that magic in this game and enough to win. But I think this is a, a, a knockdown drag out fight. I think, uh, you know, it's going to be a struggle for them to figure out. Lamar Jackson, but just as much of a struggle as it is for the Titans to figure out Lamar Jackson, I think it's going to be just as much of a struggle for Baltimore to figure out Derrick Henry. And I just think this is kind of fire versus fire. And I just think Baltimore will have a little bit more when it comes down to it. So I see Baltimore winning this one in a field goal, maybe a four or seven point game, but I I don't see it at nine. I completely agree. I I don't, I think the under is definitely a little, Yeah, I was just going to say that. Um, I, I, the one thing I'll disagree with you on is I think the Ravens are going to pose problems for Tannehill. Uh, I think we saw him exposed a little bit last week against New England. Um, he hasn't quite been the absolute supernova he was a few weeks ago. And I didn't say Tannehill was going to do anything. Oh, I thought you said. I said. I, you, I said Derek Henry. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I agree with that. Sorry, I must have misheard you. I, I think that. Sorry. Yeah. Henry and Jackson are obviously the keys to this game. And I, I, if I'm the Titans, I want to make this as high variance a game as it can be. So slow this way, way down, keep the possessions low, and then just try to steal one at the end. And, you know, I think, I think they've got the recipe to do it, to spring the upset, but I don't, I'm not picking it. I'm with you. I'm not picking it, but I, I love that line. I just, I think it should be around seven and a half. And I suspect that over the course of this week and towards the weekend, it will go down to that number yeah and surprising I mean these first three games we've got a touchdown or more for the line and, and Houston at Kansas City you know this is the biggest line of the weekend here on Bovada Kansas City's nine and a half point favorites at home this is probably the one I'm least surprised by though I, I just Houston kind of stole one in that second half they kind of got lucky Josh Allen got a little nervous toward the end of that game it looked like and wasn't ready for that moment I think he'll get there but Houston just looked like the better team. Deshaun Watson looked like the better quarterback, and they win that game. You would expect a high-scoring game. This is the biggest over-under of the weekend at 51. Um, but I think I think Kansas City is going to come out firing, and I think they're going to put up a bunch of points. And I I, I actually think they're going to cover this 9.5. How do you see this one shaking out? Could not agree with you more. If we were still doing locks of the week, I would say the Chiefs for sure. I love 
absolutely love the Chiefs here. I immediately hammered it as soon as we had the line come out. I think the Texans, this is as good as they get. They're not getting any further. Although, we'll say, I think it was week 10. They go on the road to Kansas City and win that game 31-24. to But that was a very different version of Patrick Mahomes than the one that we are seeing now. Uh, the MVP version, the fully realized version of Patrick Mahomes. And I just feel like... Uh, I'm with you. I, I think that Mahomes and the Chiefs roll. This is the one game that I think will um, be the least interesting of the four in that I, I just I feel like Kansas City is due for just a monster win here. Yeah, and I, I think that that's the team that, uh, you know, if Baltimore can get by the Titans like we both think they will, that's the team. I mean, that that AFC championship might be one of the, the better ones we've seen in, in recent history. I, I just can't think of a better matchup with the way this season has gone. And, you know, just kind of knowing Mahomes faced the injury and just knowing, you know, how you and I and, and really everyone thought about uh, Tom Brady and, and kind of the, the New England team not being as good as they seemed on the surface with their record and that defense – I, I would love to see that matchup, and obviously the line suggests that it's very likely we will. Um, crazier things have happened. We saw three road teams win on Wild Card Weekend, so crazier things have happened. But I'm looking forward to it if we see it, and I think that uh, you and I agree we will. Agree. Uh, all right, what about Seattle Green Bay? I know you kind of you hinted a little bit at your thoughts uh, in the in the introduction here, but uh, you've got an opportunity to see Green Bay at home at Lambeau, taking on a Seattle team that has been up and down, uh, you know, all season. Uh, they, they've obviously had some inconsistencies. Looks like they've found something in DK Metcalf, who's become a real weapon for them. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, Marshawn Lynch, you know, clearly is not, he's a shell of what he once was. They'd love to have Chris Carson right now, but I, I can't, I, I'm actually surprised that the line is four here on Bovada. I agree. I, I think we've got a clean sweep of agreement here. I've, I'm shocked that this is the line. I think it should be six. The fact that Marshawn Lynch is playing the way he is, I, I mean, Look, it's it's always hard to bring down a big man in uh, in the cold weather, which it should be pretty cold in Green Bay that night. But I, I man, I do not feel I, I I feel very confident about this game from a Packers fan perspective. I I don't think that this Seahawks team is a good matchup for Green Bay. I I just think that they're you know they're like DK Metcalf. It was amazing last week, to your point, but it came on a few big time plays that I think the Packers secondary can handle him and. Um, you know, they've played against Russell Wilson so many times over the last few years. Mike Patton was on the Seahawks staff before he came to the Packers as a defensive coordinator last year. I just think the stars are aligning really nicely for the Packers to win this game and end up playing probably San Francisco the next round. And I, I just, yeah, I, I was very pleased to see Seattle move on and not have to play the Saints in the next round. So I, I needless to say, I'm all about the Packers this week and at home. So let's kind of talk. Obviously, this is a nice little segue. We, we got through the first four. I think your Packers are going to win big as well. Uh, I think, you know, obviously that home field advantage in Lambeau is one, it's one of the better home field advantages you can have in the NFL. If this game was in Seattle, I'd probably be singing a different tune. But I, I think that Green Bay has earned the right to play this at home. And obviously they are. And I think that they win this one. I, 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 see, I see a parlay here. I, I, might, I might be throwing something down on a few of these games because right. I, like, I like a lot of these lines. I like, I like that Titans at plus nine. I like the Chiefs at minus nine and a half, and I like the Packers. I don't feel as confident. Uh, I think Minnesota probably does cover, but I don't feel as confident in that one. But I, I really like those other three. Completely agree. Which means I'll probably be wrong. <laughs> I love the the two Sunday games. I think are a great parlay, money line parlay up, or just even just a straight up parlay up between the Chiefs and the, the Packers. Um, but I was going to ask you, what what of all these underdogs, who's got the best chance at springing the upset? Would you say? And it sounds like it's one of the two Saturday teams. I think the Vikings do. 
Wow. I know that sounds crazy to Jimmy. say. Jimmy I just hate. don't I don't trust Jimmy. <laughs> I know that San Francisco defense is great, but there have been times where they haven't been as great. Mm-hmm. And I think Minnesota's defense is I mean they, they clearly stepped up. They did it in New Orleans, which is one of the most difficult places to play against a Hall of Fame quarterback with all of his weapons healthy. I mean, Michael Thomas was held to seven catches for 70 yards. This is a guy who caught 149 passes in the regular season. Wow. Alvin Kamara is finally healthy, and they're able to kind of hold him in check as well. I, I just, I think that, I think that this is a team that is riding a high right now after coming yes. off of that win in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and that's dangerous. We've seen six seeds in the NFL playoffs get hot and go to the Super Bowl. I don't know that this is that team, but I think they're the most likely of the four to pull off an upset. I, I know Seattle's the best line when you look at it, but mm-hmm. I just think I think Green Bay's a tougher to, tougher place to play. I think Green Bay's a more complete team, even though their defense is probably not quite as good as San Francisco's. I think that's obvious, but. I, I think that Minnesota is the most dangerous opportunity to pull off an upset with Dalvin Cook and uh, the weapons that they have on the on the receiver position and, and at tight end. I think that uh, they're they're a dangerous team if Kirk Cousins plays at his best. Yep, I I think that they definitely have the best chance at winning their conference. Um, I'm going to go a different direction. I think the Titans, like I'm not saying they're going to win. They could get beat by 30 easily, but I also think that they've got the recipe to keep it interesting and close and. I mean, I, I just I worry about the Vikings secondary uh, against what I think is probably the best offensive coach in the league at this exact moment in, in Kyle Shanahan. And so I, I little smock, I think, agrees, I, but I'm not sure she's she's kind of a wild card. Um, <laughs> I, I was very ambiguous. Yeah, <laughs> she she was thinking twice about it, but I, I just I like the Derrick Henry factor and I worry about the Mark Ingram factor. And if he's out. How does that change what the Ravens look like? Does it change them? And then it really puts the onus on Lamar Jackson, which is something that we've talked about all year. When it comes to the playoffs, can he be the same guy? Um, And it sounds like the weather is going to be pretty good in Baltimore. So it won't be like a freezing cold game. It doesn't seem like. Um, So maybe, you know, he won't be as susceptible to the elements as maybe I I thought he would be midway through the season. But I just think that you want to talk about riding a high. I mean, the way that Derrick Henry ran last game, the way this offensive line for Tennessee is playing, and the way how opportunistic the defense has been, I, I think that there's a ch- chance, uh, like slightly more of a chance than Minnesota has to go on the road and spring the upset. Yeah, I mean, really a lot of sim- similarities between yeah. those two teams and kind of that way the end of this season's gone. They both knock off, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Uh, they both, you know, do it in, in the other team's building, and they've got probably the two best running backs from the regular season that are left in these playoffs. Obviously, McCaffrey's in that conversation as well, but sure. at least left in this playoffs and looking healthy at this point in the season, which you can't always you can't always get. Uh, maybe Aaron Jones is the other one, but he's he's had a little bit more inconsistency. I've yeah. loved watching him play when he's at his best, but there have been games where he's kind of disappeared, whereas the other two seem to have been a little bit more consistent. Agreed. Yeah, those two guys. I mean, that in the playoffs, you know, defense wins championships, they say. But I, I think that, you know, where passing games are really the key during the regular season, it seems like the run game, the ability to control the clock and control possessions is so important. And the way these offensive lines are blocking for their respective super, super talented running backs is it's just a thing. I mean, you can try to prepare all you want for a guy like Derrick Henry, but until you have to tackle that that guy, that linebacker run, rolling down the tracks, I mean, it's just impossible to do. He's a man, that's for sure. 
Let's let's touch on some futures. Uh, we've got uh, futures for the Super Bowl winner this year here on Bovada. We've got the Ravens as the odds-on favorite at plus two hundred, then Niners at plus three ten, and Chiefs at plus three twenty-five. So they kind of agree. They've got your Packers there at fourth at plus seven hundred. Any dark horse you see here on you? They've got Seahawks a thousand, Vikings eleven hundred, Titans two thousand, Houston twenty-five hundred. Any of those four that uh, you'd be willing to throw a few dollars on, or are you uh, staying away from anything other than those top three? I love the Chiefs at plus 325. Don't get why they're lower than the Niners. I guess because the NFC has opened up for San Francisco, but I can guarantee you if the Chiefs play the Niners in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs will be favored by probably three or four. Um, I, I mean, if you got to pick one, I, you kind of just alluded to it, but I think the Vikings are the team, especially in that conference, that can go ahead and run the table. And I think they should probably be right around where the Packers are. I mean, um, you know, if they play in Green Bay and in the NFC title game, they're probably two point dogs. uh, So maybe they should be slightly under them, but those are pretty good odds. And I I don't know that they're going to face like a really strong crowd in San Francisco. Like, I don't know that that's one of the places that you talked about earlier. That's, you know, a daunting place to play for a road team. And uh, you know, the, the, the Vikings just did it in New Orleans. There's nowhere tougher. So I, I feel like that's a good option of those four teams. The other one, Super Bowl MVP, Lamar Jackson plus 220, Mahomes 400, Garoppolo 500, Aaron Rodgers 900. So that kind of lines up with uh, the other odds that we, we just talked about with the Super Bowl winner. But uh, there's a lot of names here. Uh, this is a kind of thing that you could, you know. You could win, uh, you know, like if you threw, if you threw a few bucks on uh, Derrick Henry at plus five thousand, you just, you just never know. I mean, yeah. that's something that, that that could absolutely happen. Even Aaron Jones at plus twenty two hundred, uh, you know, you've got Dalvin Cook at plus four thousand. There's some names out there that if they somehow get into that Super Bowl, at plus five thousand odds, why not throw twenty bucks on it and see what happens? There you go. Pay for a wedding, maybe. I feel like that's uh, <laughs> I, I like the idea of Kirk Cousins, maybe down the line. I, I feel like if there's one guy that's going to just absolutely catch fire, given what we saw last week, it's probably Cousins. Um, plus 2,500. Plus 2,500, man. I mean, I like, I, I just, yeah, that would, that would be interesting to me um, in part because you could hedge it, you know, during the game. And I'm, I'm all about that. So if you could get in at the ground floor and then they make, they get a win or two and, you know, suddenly they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, why not? I, I just, I feel like those are, those are good options. Maybe even Tannehill. He's pretty sick. This has kind of been his year. I, I don't know. <laughs> one of those guys, it'd be interesting. I would not go with one of the favorites in those to your point. Like why, bet on Lamar Jackson now to win the MVP when you could just wait to do it if and when they make the Super Bowl. Agreed. All right. Uh, there's there's some other fun ones on here. We've got Hard Knocks. Uh, what, what team will be featured on Hard Knocks? Plus 700 for the Lions. They've got the Cardinals at plus 275. Interestingly enough, the Pittsburgh Steelers are at minus 145. I could tell you their ratings won't be helped by me watching it if that's the case. <laughs> if two of the last three years are Browns and Steelers, that would be, that'd be pretty unfortunate. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Uh, we will probably watch it if it's any other team, though. So um, I, I would try to move that line away from Pittsburgh somehow. So I don't think I, I just don't think I have the dollars to bet to be able to do that here on Bovada, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. All right, real quick, uh, let's let's close it out. We talked about it last week. Uh, it's the college football championship. 
Um, obviously, we've got uh, Clemson and LSU, aren't you? Anything, anything changed on your view? I know we both kind of liked LSU in a close game, but uh, it's really a battle of the two quarterbacks, and we've talked about it quite a bit. The line has moved LSU's direction. It opened at plus five, plus five and a half, depending on where you looked. It's now at minus six and a half for LSU on Bovada. The, the over under is at sixty nine and a half. I think it was. I think it was at a nice sixty nine when we when we oh. last chatted about it. But uh, but where are you at with this? Uh, are you still riding that Burrow train? And and uh, he is going to not get hurt in this game and and sacrifice that career with the Bengals. <laughs> I just, just jinxed that for he sure. Just wins a Super Bowl or wins a championship, goes out in the middle of the field and like shoots himself in the leg or something. <laughs> it's just happening. No, I. Uh, I still, I'm all about LSU. If anything, I might like them even more now that I've had a little bit of time to look at like the receivers that LSU has. I just think that they're going to, they're going to have a lot of opportunity to go up and down the field on Clemson. Um, I think that's Clemson's biggest weakness. LSU can block up that defensive line, you know, though Burrow's going to have all day. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think, I think that again, I think LSU wins a close game. I still, I think that seven ish, if that hits seven, I like Clemson to cover that, but I, I think this is LSU's year. I think it's Burrow's year. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all on board with your, with your boy. Yeah, I, I am too. I mean, I, I loved what I saw as far as the toughness out of Clemson. I mean, because they really, like we've talked about it, they really got punched in the mouth in that Ohio State game. And they did not back down. I mean, that that's the that's championship caliber stuff. And, yeah, you know, right. we forget this team's won a lot of games in a row. I don't care who they've played. They've beaten the crap out of a lot of teams. And they still are, are standing here tall, uh, you know, able to talk about it. So uh, I, I think it's a close game. I'm probably staying away at, at, even at the six and a half. I think LSU is obviously capable of covering that. But I, I don't have enough confidence in Clemson not showing up to take the six and a half and at seven, I agree with you. I, I like it even more for Clemson. So I, I would almost lean Clemson, but I'm probably staying away from this line. I, if I'm betting on this game, I'm betting on the over and rooting like hell for both of these teams to just go off. That would be awesome. And I think that's not a bad call. I, the one concern I would have, I guess it's going to be, this is a fascinating game because Clemson has two, you know, first round caliber receivers in T Higgins and Justin Ross and, you know, LSU has two absolute first round, maybe top 10 caliber corners and another top 20 caliber safety in Delpit. And so I, I think that, that those matchups are why you tune into these games, but I still love the over. I'm with you. Like, I mean, there's just no game planning for the Trevor Lawrence running. And, you know, there's, I just don't think that Clemson has the horses to slow down the borough passing. So I think the over would be uh, just a blast of that. So yeah, I'm with you. That. I Agreed. It's kind it. of funny looking at that number, but uh, why not? With, why not? with those two teams, why not? It'd be fun. Right, let's real quick. I, I don't mean to shift gears back to uh, football, but there have, we talked to coaching carousel on the, on the show last week. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on some of the hires made uh, here over the last few days. A couple made today, obviously the Panthers Panthers going with your boy, Matt rule. I know you thought that maybe the New York giants would be where he ends up. Uh, giants go a different way, uh, different route here. They're, they hire the, uh, wide receivers coach from the Patriots and that's Joe judge to be their head coach. Uh, anything surprising, obviously uh, another guy who, who was your boy at one time, Mike McCarthy goes to Dallas. Uh, anything here surprised you? Obviously the Joe judge hiring was a little bit uh, of a head scratcher, but anything that uh, stood out to you with the carousel starting to kind of take form? Yeah. I mean, judge was a name we didn't even know was interviewing. It was a shocker to see him get hired. I, I, this all started with McCarthy going to Dallas, which was a stunner to me to begin with. 
Then we woke up today. It sounded like Jason Garrett was going to interview with the Giants. And then immediately after that news came out, they make Matt rule, or I'm sorry, they make Joe judge the, the coach. And it came out after that, that the Giants actually wanted Matt rule. They did. And um, the, basically the Panthers had rule in first for an interview. They offered him a giant contract, seven years, $60 million for a coach um, and gave him basically final authority on the roster and rule allegedly, according to uh, pro football network, I believe said that uh, he, he gave the giants the opportunity to match all that. And the giants just refused to do it. They refused to give him final say they refused the years. And so they ended up hiring judge and announcing it before rule gets announced by the Panthers. So all three of those moves I thought were, very surprising. Eric Bieniemy left out in the cold again. There was a there were a lot of hot takes about that today. Um, the Kansas City offensive coordinator, but I I think well, not to mention Marvin Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am a little surprised Marvin Lewis is. Oh, Marvin Lewis is getting a lot of interviews, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, for Marvin Lewis, I think Bieniemy had he he's deserving of a head coaching position. Marvin Lewis, I'm surprised his name's back out there, but. I, a part of me's not though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I talked about how much I enjoyed having Marvin Lewis there. And for me, like, I know we, we talked about this and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but for me with Marvin, it was just time to move on. Absolutely. I think, I think he was a good coach though. And you know, I, it's just tough. Cause there were things that he did. He was that player's coach where, you know, almost too much of a player's coach mm-hmm. that worries me, especially in a place like Dallas where he interviewed. I, I don't see that, but in the right situation, even if it's in a GM level position, I think Marvin Lewis, he has a place in this NFL again. No doubt. And I mean, he's a, first of all, he's a good defensive mind, I think in general, like if you want to, it kind of reminds me of John Fox a couple of years ago, getting hired by the bears after Mark Trussman, just like completely screwed everything up in that building. Like it just brings a, a level of professionalism and like just general competitiveness that I think that, you know, like Look at what the I, I know this is it, this year should be a caveat, but the Bengals certainly were worse this year without Marvin Lewis. And you can blame some of that on injuries and some on a new coach and new scheme, um, you know. But I, I think that Marvin Lewis over those years, there were years where he could have won way fewer games and he brought out the absolute best, especially in that defense, I think, um, especially at their peak. And so, yeah, I think there's a place for Marvin Lewis. Absolutely. I would have loved to see him be a defensive coordinator for someone. Um, and I think for a team. He's definitely not going to the Browns, but for a team like Cleveland that needs just like a level of professionalism added back and just credibility, they could use a guy like that. Um, but, you know, obviously they're they're not going to do it because of their infatuation with, or their issues with Hugh Jackson and his infatuation with Hugh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think there's a place for Marvin absolutely in this NFL, probably in a front office, as you alluded to. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I felt the same way about Mike McCarthy, by the way. Like, it was just time. There's just... A, a time when you've got to go a different direction. Yeah. But both of those guys, I mean, regardless of no playoff wins for Marvin and McCarthy being a Super Bowl winner, you know, Marvin Lewis basically brought a franchise that had been down since, you know, that yes. they made their last Super Bowl to a perennial contender in the division. And, you know, so there's, there's definitely something to be said for that. And McCarthy kind of similar. I would not be surprised if McCarthy comes to Dallas and they start to have success right off the bat. I agree. I, I mean, it's going to be very different in some ways. He's similar to Garrett just in terms of like his style and his approach and his 
um, sort of mentality, I think. But from like an actual X's and O's standpoint, they're very different. Like the, the verbiage is going to be completely different. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve there, but I like the pieces they have in place. Uh, he reunites with Randall Cobb. I think that's interesting. And, I, you know, it'll we'll see what happens with Amari and Dak. Obviously, I assume Dak will be back and, um, you know, I, we'll see about Amari. But if, they, if they're if they able to keep all those pieces, there are very few offenses with more potential than that one. And uh, I tend to agree. I think that they're going to have some success almost right away. Lot, uh, a lot this offseason that, that will be keeping us busy, that's for sure. I know uh, you and I will be anxiously awaiting this draft here coming up in April as well. But yeah. before we do that, we'll be watching some of these games south of the border this weekend. And uh, I look forward to hopefully being able to watch that Packers game with you uh, in Mexico this weekend, aren't you? Hopefully. I would, I would count on it. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited. I'll just say it now. I, I think that, you know, some, of, some people have probably heard this alluded to, but could not be more excited to be going this weekend south of the border with you, my friend, and your lovely fiance. I'm incredibly excited and so happy for you guys. And uh, it's going to be an absolutely electric couple days. So assuming we make it back next week, hopefully we'll have a show to, uh, to recap some of those events. Or not. Big if it will be later <laughs> in the week for sure. I appreciate the kind words, and uh, you you t- t- kind of downplayed it, but you're a big part of that wedding, as uh, you'll be the one that officially says we uh, we're married. So I'm looking forward to it. It's an honor to have you there, and uh, I appreciate you you saying that here. And uh, we just want to thank you guys for listening. But uh, that's going to do it for this week. We we look forward to the games this weekend. Those of which uh, that we'll be able to catch as much of, as we can of with the festivities going on. But uh, we'll definitely be recording a little bit later in the week next week. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. Our time has come to an end on the Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour. We will see you next week. You are now in the Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour with Josh Dunn and Anshu Khanna. 